life on the road. It's booze, tacos, angry dwarfs, strippers waving guns, and fees, fights, canceled flights, running with the runs, and blacklists, bounce checks, great a bachelorette, drunks in the front making out for your set, and middle acts doing blow more missing merch, and drive the rental car past another mega church, and juice keys, vagina fist, your cell phone is gone. One big law and order marathon. The attention to who's talking. Yeah, it goes right into into one track. It's right into one track. Well, how do you know if you need to to tweak me up over here? Because I can see, I can see, I got a play a, a play line right there. I can see who's okay. Yeah, but you can't see how I'm pegging the meter or not on that. I can see by enough of the how wide the how, thing is. Yeah, how wide the thing is. <laughs> uh-uh. Thanks for tuning in the Road Stories podcast, everybody. I'm your host Murray Valeriano, part of All Things Comedy. Jake Johansson's here, already sweating. Yeah, it's nice. I was looking forward to it. This is that kind of weather where you just have to let go of the fact that you're sweating. Most of the time in California, where I live anyway, over by the beach a little closer. I live by the beach. You live by the beach, but do you have... I, I, there's hardly any days where I sweat. If I'm not exercising, oh, yeah. I don't feel myself sweating. Yeah. But we've been having a lot of weather this summer, this June, July, August, and September is... Oh, this is our hottest month. Oh, but, yeah. This is... And I've always said it's five days out of the year we wish we had an air conditioner. This year, I feel like it's been It's been 20. like two weeks, three yeah. weeks that I've wished I had an air conditioner. Yeah, hot. Where, where you just... You take your shower. I've had my shower. Uh-huh. I put on my my clean clothes. These mm-hmm. are clean. Okay, good. And I'm just you. sweating. Yeah, I'm just gonna sweat into them. I I uh, let's say I'll exercise, and then I'll jump in the pool to cool off, and then I will shower. Oh, you got a pool. That's and nice. then I still sweat. You know what I did today? We have some kind of mosquito. My first of all, my wife and daughter are both insane about mosquitoes. Right, okay. And so I'm interested in this story. If there's a mosquito within a mile of the house, they're plagued by it and I'm completely unaware of it. <laughs> and so they've been complaining about these mosquitoes for a while. We got to close all of our windows at night. So we're sleeping in a sweat box, you know. Right. I don't know if you Ugh. remember the movie The Great Escape, but they I think it was The Great Escape or was it Cool Hand Luke? Both movies. I think they put the prisoners in this box and just sweated them out. That's how I they think torture you. Uh, thinking a bridge over the river Kwai. That could be. I could be. I get them. They, they're they, all they confusing. Did put, they put Obi Wan Kenobi in a, a hot box. No, that's that? uh, Obi Wan Kenobi. Is uh, that's Star Wars? I know, but I couldn't remember the actor's name. Oh, <laughs> is it Alec Guinness? It is, uh, Sir Alec Guinness, I believe. Yeah. who was also Sir. in the original uh, Lady Killers. Sir Alec Guinness, would you? Step into the hot box, please. Um, so <laughs> that's lazy writing. <laughs> that's, that, that screenwriter should have yeah. should have put the pedal on pen to paper on that. <laughs> so so it's hot, and we're sleeping in a hot box, and then there's a mosquito in the house, uh-huh. and everybody's nuts about it. So my wife has been trying to find the stronghold of these mosquitoes for a while, and she's narrowed it down to we have our washer dryer. This is how mild the weather is in California. Our washer dryer is basically outside. It's not, it's underneath uh, a little. Um, it's it's in a kind of a sheddy is overhang thing. Yeah, yeah. It's okay. right behind. It's right by where my office is in okay. the front house. In case you're going, in case you want to come over and steal my laundry while I'm asleep. Um, so she's she was convinced that there was something going on that the mosquitoes were emanating from right. underneath there. And so this morning it was get up, exercise, get all sweaty. Then before your shower, before my shower. Mm-hmm. Um, Pull out the washing machine. It's very spider webby in there, so yeah. it's hot. I'm getting spider webs on me. I couldn't find the mosquito fortress, you right. know, the Death Star of mosquitoes. <laughs> and uh, I think my latest theory you was needed Sir Alec Guinness. I do. Come in and help you and turn yes. off the turn off the tractor beam. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do. So I can get in there. <laughs> they they all go in through one hole. Uh-huh. I know there's a way to spray something in one hole and kill them all. <laughs> But uh, I think it may be there was a there was a little incident. My wife doesn't like when you correct her on things that have gone wrong around the house. Oh, really? No, she's Today, so unlike every other woman I know. Oh, she got up from her chair and it just went across the hardwood floor, and I was like, "That is not good for the floor mm-hmm. when when you do that." And she goes, "Thanks for telling me about that." <laughs> you know, that is this going to turn into the marriage council podcast right now? Am I going to have? I to... just want to finish because I feel like I'm so deep into this mosquito story that I want to follow it through, and it's not even really a mosquito story. I think anyway. <laughs> bottom line, I had some clothes. The, my wife doesn't like to actually put clothes in the dryer because uh-huh. we're saving the planet by hanging them out on a 
drying rack. But because the humidity has been so high, right. the clothes don't get all the way dry in the drying rack. So okay. I'm waiting for her to to leave the house mm -hmm. so I can put them in the dryer and finish them off. <laughs> <laughs> She's not leaving, so I just go, fuck it, in her face. I'm putting these in the dryer. <laughs> I put the clothes in the dryer. I apologize for saying the F word. I have a, three minutes in, and already in. my mom has turned off the show. Well, yesterday at PodFest, I was listening to Rob talk about you've got to label it as explicit because Rob. you can get from Libsyn. Oh, yeah, Rob, yeah. Yeah. You can get labeled by iTunes as naughty if you don't. Anyway. I, yeah, I label everyone explicit, even if it's not. I, I just know rating them, but I should be expliciting them from now on. I realize that. I, I just I just say, and if it's not, it's not. And if it is, I'm, I'm covered myself. Yeah, right. People <clears throat> get used to a couple of F-bombs yeah, every once on, in a while. Yeah, come on, man. This is 2015. Yeah, we're just trying to live our lives. Right. I'm sure there's a Christian podcast network you can go listen somewhere. Yeah, go listen to where people All say things Christ or frickin' or fracking. They say some other word. But and means then you the got to do all the hard work. <laughs> like, I got to say fuck in my head because right. you won't say it. Not here at Road Stories. No, fuck, we say fuck, fuck, fuck for you. How is this for a, a voice that's been talking for 72 yeah, hours straight? Your horse. I am a little horse, but not not to put down your wife, but my wife's awesome. No, uh, I get it. Say, uh, she I, let me sleep in today. Oh my God. She yeah, got, you're the you got the got best. She got up with Frank and took him to school and just and I slept until like 9:30. It was awesome. Oh, you're so lucky. I love your wife. That but one. eyes on the prize, Murray. I still have to finish the story. Oh, I. It's still going. I'm yep. sorry. <laughs> yep, it still is. All right, well, I gotta pick up my. There's kid a lot in like of 45 minutes. <laughs> I know. Well, there's some road stories soon. <laughs> there's people. There's people listening right. Well, this is what happens when you're home from the road. So <laughs> I take I take my kind of humidity moist wash and I put it into the dryer. This is after I've done the inspection. I can't find any standing okay. water. This is traditional on my podcast that I brought. I thought I'd bring it to your podcast where someone calls, calls me in the middle know, of the thing just to ex keep the story going that much <laughs> yeah, longer. Or to, sabotage my ability to remember that I'm actually telling a story. Right. You forgot, and it's your show. I thought it was over. No. <laughs> There's no possible It's not over till I say it's saga over. Saga can continue. All right. No. So we're, we're kind of, in the Star Wars reference, we're kind of at like uh, the end of Empire Strikes Back. We still got another uh, whole I don't know enough about to them, to, but we're, in the, we're definitely entering the third act of the story. Okay, okay good. <laughs> um, so I... So I can't find the mosquito stronghold. I push the dryer back. I've, I had to disconnect the dryer hose and then tip it up to see maybe there was standing water in the dryer right, hose. Because sure, sure. they're outside, it can rain in there, whatever. And then, um, so I put my wash in the dryer to finish off the humidity, unrelated to, to the mosquitoes. But when I take the wash out and surreptitiously take it upstairs or secretly not surreptitious i'm trying to keep my wife from knowing that i even used the dryer okay. but i get upstairs and i'm gonna put the clothes away and i realize you know i think they're damper now than they were when i put them in there then i remember there was an incident a few weeks ago when it was raining and my wife left the dryer door open which mm -hmm. is not good because they're outside sure and i think what happened is it rained in the dryer the thing whizzed around and there got to be some kind of hammock hammocky part of the inside of the dryer where some water collected. Okay. And then when I turn it on with my clothes in there, the dryer was drying its heat blowing thing, but right. also the water that was in there was whirling around and then getting my clothes wetter. So I think what I've done is I left the dryer on extra long. Okay. Not only does that in my wife's face, mm. I'm using the dryer more than I need to, but right. also in my wife's benefit... I think I've I think I've eliminated the mosquito stronghold. But oh, we'll see. Because right. I think that that's what it was. I think it was standing water inside some recesses of the dryer. Will you come back next week and let us know? <laughs> yeah. <Is> there... <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening, guys. Check <laughs> out Jake at Jake this on. <laughs> yeah, please. If you like this, you will really enjoy my live show because it's. Uh, <laughs> Right now, it's all laundry and sex. <laughs> that's how I'm doing it. I start with the laundry, because I've been in show business long enough to know that that's the um, way to do it. We just finished the LA Podcast Festival this weekend. This is why this is going up so late. Uh, I had asked to have a room hot, ready to, ready to record, and they were going to do it, but they had so much technical problems, I just bowed out and didn't. I'm like, you guys just deal with your technical problems, um, don't worry about me. Well, because what I wanted to do, so you basically were doing the job that I was yes. going to do. Can which... I tell my side of the story first? Because I love this. Yeah, yeah. Well, this is the lead up to you doing the thing. Yes. yes. Okay. Ahead. So, well, first, so I, I wasn't going to be doing my podcast this year. Um, I just, 
if I was going to do it, I was going up against the earbuds movie. I didn't want to do that. Um, are you leaving? No. I'm just <laughs> okay. I just put down my microphone, Murray, because I'm going to do a little handkerchief right. work on my Not nose. Not all of us tell 30-minute mosquito stories. <laughs> no, this could I be really quick. I can snatch this up quickly. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, and I wasn't even going to be in town, and then I found out I was going to be in town, so I just randomly emailed Dave Anthony and said, hey... I'm going to be in town. If you need me for anything, I'll be around because I'll be hanging out. You know, I'll probably hang out at the podcast festival. A few days later. It's a super fun hang. It's BT dubs. Yes, it's an awesome hang. And why you guys haven't come out to it, the ones who haven't, you're a fool. You're a fool. You have to come out next year. Um, I wouldn't wouldn't go so far as to say, I mean, these are people who you want to like you. They already do. Yeah. It's okay. tough okay. love. It's tough yeah. love. They're used you to have it. A okay, they're yeah. used to it. Yeah, these are your it. listeners. Yeah. My I will turn on you. My listeners, if you'd like to listen to a podcast where a guy's afraid you'll get angry with him, <laughs> check out my podcast. So like a week later, like, I don't know, like last week, basically, uh, I'm in Santa Monica. I'm at Starbucks I'm with my son. I check my email. It's an email from Dave Anthony, and I just skim it. It mm-hmm. says, hey, we do have something. It's a little long. Jake Johansson was going to do it. I don't think he's going to do it. Call me when you can. I look up from my phone. And I'm staring at Jake Johansson. Because you were in my neighborhood yeah, checking in your, your email on your, on your phone. Yeah, and, I, and I was walking to the post office and getting By the Starbucks where I was. Yeah. Starbucks, and I right. thought it just cracked me up. It's such a huge coincidence because I haven't seen you in a couple months. And I had talked to Dave like three days before that to mm-hmm. say, here's what happened. I, we had talked about me doing this. You had texted me that you had kind of done some prep work. But then I got an offer for a gig. And I took it. And yeah. I didn't call you because I checked the LA Podfest website and mm-hmm. I wasn't on the schedule so I assumed in my low self-esteem you know showbiz has punched me in the balls enough <laughs> times it's like well if I'm not shit happens you're not in this right. don't worry about it you don't have to call Dave then Dave sends me an email hey we're all set to do this thing so let's work out the details and I had to then I had to call him back and go um I uh I, I guess I would have had to take this gig anyway but right. I'm sorry I didn't you tell taken you that gig anyway I would have but I but I Felt bad that I didn't tell him sooner because I didn't think I was booked, so I didn't think I had to tell right. him. I thought he was screwing me over, and I ended up screwing him over a little bit at the last minute by not being there. He called you. Luckily, you were able to fill in. Yeah, it was great. I periscoped live uh, all weekend. Uh, I talked a awful lot. That's why my throat hurts. Well, and I drank my share of Coronas because uh, there was a lot of Corona floating around. Well, what I was going to do, <clears throat> and I think I'll do it next year, is I said, you know, they they do I'm all sorry, the pod- despite the hammering going on outside. I have to open this door. That's okay. You got to get some so different. I don't hot. think these mics don't pick up that hammering. You don't need no, to. I'll, I'll do a little bit of editing. I'm not going to do much editing because this is going up like right after I pick up my kid from school today. People don't need a lot of editing. I don't do a lot of editing. You know when I edit? I edit this. I edit the story that I've told the nine thousandth time out if I can. You know, sometimes I have to retell a story to kind of keep the oh, and you take that out of the going. podcast because people they've heard are it. sick of it. Mm-hmm. We've heard it a thousand times, if okay. not nine thousand times. What's an example of one of those stories? I'm kidding because you don't want to tell it now. Because you don't let have me tell it, and then I'll edit it yeah, out okay. later. Um, at the podcast, it was great to be back at the podcast festival. But I, I was telling, I think I was telling you, it was for me, it was like a road gig with only few of the benefits and all the drawbacks. Well, because you were there omnipresent all all day, right. and I had said to Dave when we had lunch, you know sort of mid-year between the pod fests. We sure. had lunch and we're hanging out. And I and I, I didn't get to go last year. And you know, Dave was like letting me down easy. Like, well, not everybody goes every year. We don't want to burn people out. But it's like freaking Aisha Tyler is there every year. Right, right. You know, but she's, she's a superstar. And her podcast is awesome. And she's got more listeners than I do. Sure. Definitely. So... Um, but I said, you know, okay, I get that. You know, what I would like to do is they, they, they start all the podcasts at the same time. They're not staggered. Uh-huh. And so you sort of go to the one that you're going to watch. Right. And then there's break time in between when nothing's going on. And you go to the next one you want to watch. And I said, well, I like to do something in the in the in-between area that people can listen to or occupy their time. Sure. And I was going to have them set up a tent and be inside of a tent with a speaker so you would hear me talking to someone who was about to do their podcast right, or had right. done their podcast or was a guest on a podcast inside this tent. You wouldn't necessarily see us, but you would hear it. But I realized um, when you and I were trying to talk on Periscope that it's chaos in that in-between-the-rooms area. So oh, you, yeah. have to have, you have to be, you have to have a thing that's like, okay, 
in between the podcasts, if you want, you can go and watch this guy talk to right. some of these guests in another room. And so that's how I'm going to see if I can get him to set it up next year, or so that because I think it's I think it's a great thing to do stuff in between. Oh yeah, and definitely. to be talking to the people that they're interested in who are at the <laughs> festival. But you must have been exhausted because I was beat, dude. And as and there's a lot of downtime, man. And that's when I'm supposed to do the thing. But then like Saturday afternoon is just so low energy. Nobody wants to talk. You know why don't they want to talk? Well, the, the first night. Was you know it was oh the blowout party the, yeah party and it went really late it was just low energy I was low energy I was tired but then it picked up through the night and Sunday was it was great do you think you should have gotten a room at the hotel uh, I, I feel bad <clears throat> I, you I, are blown out I know I am blown out I'm sorry guys and I'm super dragging ass even though my wife let me sleep in um, your I, wife is better than mine but I got a great night's sleep last <laughs> night I've already f- killed the Death Star of mosquitoes this morning <laughs> um, <clears throat> I feel bad if I if I'm in town and I just and I go to and I don't come home. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I do too. I think I probably, if I would have gotten a room, I would have gotten a room for one night. It was that dry, you know. You try. You, I, Which night would you do? Would you do Friday after the party? Friday or Saturday be, going into Friday the night finale? probably. I thought Saturday would be the longest night, but Friday ended up being the longest night. Yeah. But I didn't get home before midnight each night. I think Friday I got home at like three. Wow. After you know, and then up at seven or eight with my son. So and then. Saturday I got definitely got home around midnight. Last night I got home around midnight. And then I then you can't sleep because I'm wired because I've been talking. Oh, did you all stay day. up last night for the closing party too? No, I stayed for one song and then I left and I got home. Yeah, and I came home. But I'm you know I don't want to I don't want to party. I'm not a partier. I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to. But I don't want to drive home after. Yeah, a party exactly. That's the other. Town. That's one of like the one of the negative like why like one of the negatives of not being on. I couldn't drink a lot because I had to drive home. So and I also, could, you were constantly doing a show. Yeah, and I was constantly doing. You did doing say a show. you had some Corona. Oh, I did. I was my my. I said my Periscope uh, feed was sponsored by Corona. Who was your favorite uh, podcast at the festival? My favorite podcast, Never Not Funny, hands down. I think, and I'm going to speak for everybody. I, and I'm not just saying this because I'm friends with the guys. Jimmy Pardo is head and shoulders above the rest of us. I'm going to say that. I'm not speaking for you, but I'm speaking for me and every other podcast. He brings it. He's good. Well, he's good because you get a sense of him personally. Uh-huh. He's created this cast of other people who you've got a personal yes. sense of, and then the relationships that they have with each other. It's like kind of the classic radio show that you yeah. love in the morning. I mean, and he's I, got it nailed. I was thinking about this. I'm like, because everybody, oh, he would make such a good talk show host, which he would, but he wouldn't be able to do what he does on his podcast on a television show. The thing is, sometimes I wonder, like, why are we trying to sell a thing that's already a thing? This is like, thing. that's it's what like, I'm. Look, I, I agree with you 100. percent If you're a star on YouTube, you can sell out live appearances and make a great living. Why right. do you then want to do a TV show where someone's going to mess with your mojo, your your funk? Yeah, I, I, you I, I remember reading an interview with one of my friends who does a podcast, and she was like, "Yeah, I really, I eventually want to turn this into a TV show." Don't. You're going about it the wrong way. A. Nobody's going to take a, you know, and B, this is what it is, man. Get an audience and do live appearances. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the thing. It. I'm trying to do more just solo podcasts on my podcast. I'm mm-hmm. trying to kind of get a little more focused and turn it into a show because right. I see Jimmy's show is great. It's classically modeled after a radio show. Yeah. I also love Aisha's show. I mean, that's a sure. podcast, the Girl on Guy podcast that I can listen to, you know, I, I don't religiously listen to every episode, right. but, but I'll go through a jag where I listen to three or four of hers consecutively, uh-huh. and I just really like it. I sat in on Walking the Room for a little bit. Walking the, the Room is always great. Yeah. They had a reunion podcast. Yeah, that was awesome. Dave and Greg are great. got to talk to Dave. I haven't seen... I mean, I got to talk to Greg. I haven't talked to Greg probably since before he got sick. Mm. Right before he got sick, and then uh, I got to talk to him on Periscope and then catch up with him you know, personally, so that was great. Greg Barrett. Greg Barrett. Sorry, did listening. I not say Barrett? Well, you said walking the room. Now, maybe everybody knows maybe it's everybody Greg Barrett and Dave Anthony, but uh, Greg Barrett. Is there a plane landing outside my... I, I think it's a plane. It's a vacuum cleaner plane. They've <laughs> got these crop dusting planes, and <laughs> right. then they've got these new vacuum cleaner sure. planes. I hope you, I'm sorry. I hope you guys can't hear that. But I will say the highlight of my uh, podcast experience, mm-hmm. podcast festival experience, and then I want to talk about your road gig down in Texas. Um, First of all, it's great to see uh, all the listeners again who listen to the show. I see them once a year. I communicate to them. That's always fun. And meet new listeners, uh, which I did. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is the, all right. So this is last night. I'm I'm at the bar getting a Corona, and uh, 
Which time is that? Uh, I probably... How many Coronas yesterday? Three or four. But that's over That's hours. spread out from yep. new... Well, I didn't start drinking at noon, but that's spread out from three to ten, I mm-hmm. think, so... But um, just let me throw out to your listeners, there's nothing wrong with starting drinking at noon. And, I mean, this is classic, and I know you know it, but some people haven't heard it yet. What? You can't drink all day unless you start in the morning. <laughs> I've never heard that, actually. Yeah. I've mm-hmm. never heard that. Um... So I'm at the bar, and this lovely woman comes up to me and says, Murray, my husband and I are, are fancy, really good, big fans of your podcast. I'm like, oh, thank you. Thank you very much. She's like, I know you have a donation button, but do you take cash donations? I'm like, <laughs> I don't. I'm like, no, I've never taken a cash donation. Slightly weird. It is. It's slightly. And it's starting. It's going to get a little more awkward. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm like, no, I don't. I've never taken a cash donation. I, I, have, a, I have a PayPal button. Just don't even do that. Just buy a CD. And mm-hmm. I'm like, there's CDs over there. She's like, no, I don't want to. I don't want to. And then she puts money in my hand, mm-hmm. and I go, all right, I'm a little uncomfortable right now, but I'm not even going to look what's in my hand, okay? I'm not even going to look what's in my hand, and I put it in my pocket, and I said, come with me, and I got I took a CD off the table, I signed it for uh, Tracy and Jeff, I signed it for Tracy and Jeff, mm-hmm. her husband and wife, I gave them stickers, I go, this is for you, thank you for the donation, keep listening, uh-huh. uh, very awkward, uncomfortable right now, a little male gigolo, feeling like a little male gigolo, until on the counter. Until... How much money was it? I'm not going to say how much it was, but I owe you guys a few more CDs. <laughs> oh, well, thank goodness. I thought it was going to be a thing you reach in your pocket. It's $3. No, no, no. Listen, I would okay, have been good. I would have been happy with $3. I so No, no, I get it. Contact me on be- Facebook. I'll send you guys t-shirts. I, I promise. Uh, uh, contact me on well, Facebook. Well, they 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 love your show. They I do. mean, I feel like that is one of the most fun things about going to I'm not saying people fest. who haven't donated or bought my CD are, are bad people. I'm not. I'm just Now you're that- worried about your fans? Now you're worried about them? <laughs> You just told them they were dumbasses for not going to PodFest, and now you feel bad. Hey, don't feel bad if you didn't give me any money, you dumbass. I know you're not smart enough to even know how to push the donate button, much less get a credit card, loser. Um, hey, let's get back to before I'm done being... I think I'm finished. Are we going back to the mosquito to, that story? That was me pretending Are to be... Are we going back to the mosquito story? No, but I have oh. some other insect stories from you. I just remember some insects from my childhood. Um no, I wanted to say that's the fun thing about podcast is the festival yeah. is you get to I- interact with your fans. Or, uh-huh. I mean, I had a, several people I got recognized with from my comedy that then I said, oh, I've also got a podcast. You can check it out. But it, it's just fun. And then some of the people, because I did the festival two years ago, yeah. and some of the people had only listened to my podcast because they saw me at the festival two years ago, and then they were there again this year. Oh and yeah, it, awesome! And it, was, it was fun to kind of see those people a little bit. Yeah, I the remember the kilt guys. You know the kilt. Oh, the guys. kilt guys are great. Yeah, I remember I did my podcast. Last, I did not, for the record, I did not do my show this year. And uh, thanks to everybody who said up they were bummed when they didn't see me on the on the on the list. I, I appreciate that. Yeah, well, you know Still what? Still no donation, but uh, <laughs> no, <just laughs> probably kidding. they can't figure out how the button works. Ah, <laughs> dumbest. <laughs> Um, you but, need to at your shows, at your live shows now. Uh-huh. You need to get just a little plastic jug. Like cut the top right. corner off of a milk jug, so you then you put your belt through the handle, and then you just put tips on that. You carry oh. that around on your belt at your comedy show. Oh, hilarious! Yeah, so that then people can tip you. I should do a live since I didn't do the podcast festival this year. I should do a live road stories. I haven't done it in a while. Yeah, you should. Where should I do it? Well, are you? There's. I got a little spot right by my washing machine. I think I've cleared <laughs> no up way. the mosquitoes. I'm allergic to mosquitoes. Um, uh, I don't know where you should do it, but I got an idea. Where? I got a couple ideas. Um, well, you know, I'm doing this benefit for my daughter's school at Magicopolis in Santa Monica. And that's a great venue. Oh, I'll Although to you have to, you, you know, you do have to rent it, but it's right. a, it's got a it's got a terrific stage and great uh-huh. sight lines and, and really nice. By the way, one thing you told me when my kids started preschool, and you're very Jake was very uh Giving when my kids started preschool, he introduced me to his uh, daughter's preschool that she went to that mm-hmm. um, was just didn't work out for us. Wasn't good enough for you. <laughs> Wasn't good enough for me. They didn't donate. Um, <laughs> uh, but one thing you said was, "Wait till they find out you're a comedian, and then they're going to want you to do benefits." So Has I that have happened been, yet? I have been keeping it on the DL as much as I can, but it's got it's gotten out. It's like somebody heard me on Sirius or somebody mm-hmm. saw, saw my name at the improv and mm-hmm. it's, so it's slowly getting out. So I think this is the year I'm gonna have to do a benefit. Well here's the deal. We uh, we do a benef- benefit for my kids' school. Mm-hmm. And the people who come to the benefit are the parents of this 
mm-hmm. the kids at the school. And then, you know, they're friends, but sure. they wanted to set the ticket price. And uh, I said, well, look, we got to make, I-, I want the comedians to feel like who are doing it. Right. And I'm sorry that I haven't had you do it yet because oh. I feel like you owe me. <laughs> but maybe next year. Um, I'll just Periscope live from But I said, benefit. I want the comedians to feel like we're raising a decent chunk of money, you know? And so I said, let's charge $40. And so I recommend that you charge a good ticket price because yeah. it's a great show. This year at our show, it's tickets are, I think they're on Eventbrite. Um, I'm going I'm to have to tweet a link. So, But but it's at Magicopolis in Santa Monica. This year, we're going to have Alan Havey, um, Vic Henley, um, Karen Kilgariff, Greg Behrens, and I think Jackie Cation. Wow, I and know. Greg I've, and Jackie have done past years, uh-huh. but they're going to come back and just do I know everybody. Short. I don't know Vic Henley, but I know everybody else, and that's a great show. Yeah. Vic and is, Alan Havey, you can just walk there. Yes. It's going to be a fun show. Yeah. What? Tell me about what happened. Tell me about your trip to Texas. I we got to get some road tech, stories in yeah, here. I, I, am, I, apologize. I, I apologize. I should be in the host mode, and I'm still thinking about when I can nap later today. I do, are there people listening who are like, I love the mosquito story, but <laughs> it doesn't have anything to do with being a comedian? Nobody's listening saying, I love the mosquito story. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, you've got to have a healthy imagination to be a comedian. That's, that's probably one of the first things I will you say need. this. You... If anybody can make a mosquito story funny, it's you. And I gave it my best shot. And and it was great. And I remember Dennis You can't win them all. I remember I remember when you did the Dennis Miller show. This is weird that I oh remember this. Oh my god. The the original didn't, not the HBO show. The talk show. The talk show. And I remember Dennis saying to you after your set, you can ring out you can take one subject and just ring it out for everything it ha- it's worth. And of course I'm paraphrasing. Well that's I think you and he were being sweet when you said that, but I can't. The way you rang it out just now, it made me feel a little bit. Like, what the visual of my ring? Yeah, out? was it was it like a good thing? No, it was a good. Was anyway, that, did I look? Did I look? So the reason I couldn't go to Podfest this year, I'm trying to make this all one big thing. Sure, is that uh, I got this gig in in Texas, right? And uh, I was happy to get a gig to get out of our house because it's infested with mosquitoes. <laughs> And, and hot, so, yeah, and it's hot, yeah, and it's hot. And where better to go you come when back it's hot? Your wife and kid is all puffy from bites. When California is hot and humid, you know where you really want to go? Where's that? The Texas Gulf of Mexico coast. Oh, yeah, yes. down by Corpus Christi. So it's two nights, and I, I, they're military bases, is what I, I, they are military bases, but I, I had thought they were army bases because Texas is land; it's on land. Yes, I've, yes. but big, are, big land too. Yeah, but these are right down on the edge of Texas by the Gulf of Mexico. Okay. And so it was two nights in Kingville, Texas. What's up, Kingville? Yeah, shout shout out. out. Shout out to the Road Stories podcast, Kingville. They could all be listening, and you wouldn't really feel it in your numbers. It's not a big place. (laughs) Not a big town. Kingville is small. Kingville, Texas, not a big town? They got an IHOP. And that's it. Oh, all right. So it's uh, Kingville, Texas, and then Corpus Christi Tech. Corpus Christi is, you know... That's it's right kind on of the coast. Gulf Coast vacation spot. Yeah, there's a surf you know, spot. In, if you don't, if you can't, Christi. if you're in Texas and you like, you don't have time to go to Florida or mm-hmm. you know somewhere else, you go to Corpus Christi. Okay. And uh, anyway, is that where the Jews of Texas retire to? Oh, I don't think that's the case, but I don't know. I don't think I don't, there's Jews in Texas. I don't know. Well, <laughs> I don't think they allow. That's them. where you're wrong, Kinky Friedman. Oh, you know who Kinky Friedman is? Yes. Kinky Friedman and his band. Mm-hmm. You know the name of his band? No, I don't. I don't Texas know. Jew Boys. Oh, I didn't know that. Now that's offensive. <laughs> I know, but he's Jewish, so he's oh, yeah, allowed to do what he right. wants. I'm half Jewish, so I can say it. Yeah. And so Kinky, Kinky Friedman and his band is and really... His band is and what? he ran for governor. I'm not going to say it again. Um, <laughs> but he ran for governor, and he's written these detective novels where he's... Kinky Friedman is the detective. I right. don't know if you have you ever read, it, read those. No. They're pretty funny. They're pretty great. He's a detective, but he's in New York City, and his band plays in New York City. Okay, but he's also a detective. They're and they're funny. Who was the uh, detective stand-up comedian? Well, there's been a few, but you know the the latest detective. Well, this is actually Undercover Cop, but uh, is Todd McComas. He's out of Indianapolis. No, and he's a- pretty funny. No, you're thinking of Tommy Sledge. Yes, who played a hard-boiled noir film noir kind of parody detective yes. character. And he would do his whole act as if he was doing the voiceover narrative from a 
a noir movie. Noir, I have his book around here somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Dead something. Dead guy. Dead. Eat lead clown. Yeah. Eat lead clown. Tommy Sur- Sledge. Boy. Surprising. Like, he did. He does really well. He was so funny. Well, he's a San Francisco guy. So Tom, oh, oh, Tommy. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Okay. Tommy was, and I can't remember. I apologize. To, uh, I think his na- real name might be Dan. I can't remember his his okay. real name. Tommy Sledge was his character, his character name, and that's yeah. what he performed by. And the book is fun. The book is funny. The book is funny. His act was funny. That was before the days when someone would have a. Everybody had a CD. Right. I wish, I wish people could listen to his act because it it was that it was, that would be a good C- CD. That would be a good act to transfer. Oh, it was that fun. Would make a great CD if he could still. If is, if he still is he does, still around? Is I don't he, know. I'm gonna have I don't to Google know. Tommy now Sledge. I want to find him because. Uh, yeah, his, his, it was great. So anyway, Kinky Friedman, Tommy Sledge, check him out. You you got some Googling cut out for you this afternoon after you figure out how that donate button works on <laughs> well, if they Murray's can't figure site. Out the donate button, forget Google. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't need you buying um, Kinky Friedman's books w- before you donate some money to uh, Road here, Stories. Here I am just not uh, being a terrible host again, going off on another tangent. There, I worked with a guy called Hippie Man. Yeah, Hippie Man from Denver. He's great. Yeah, he kind of reminds me a little bit of you. Um, yeah, maybe I guess in his cadence. I mean, yeah. I'm friends with Hippie Man, and I love him, respect he's him. He's a great, he's super a funny, funny. But and like whenever, and I'm kind of, and I, I, I try not to be like this anymore. But I used to be like something like a strong character, like Tommy Sledge or Hippie Man. I'm like, oh, here we go. But Hippie Man is hilarious. Yeah, yeah. Well, everybody, you got to just be yourself if you're going to do stand up. And I feel like he invented this hippie man name. It, that's the thing that he, I think, he did when he first started. Sure. And and I think it's fine. But mm-hmm. he could perform as his. Oh yeah, as definitely. his real name easily. Definitely, he's a funny, funny dude. He's he's so great. If you go to Denver, you got to check out the local comedy scene. If you're listening to this and you love comedy, yeah, it's popping. Go right to now. the go to the Comedy Works and check out mm-hmm. Hippie Man. Check out. Chuck Roy, I don't know if he's at the Comedy Works all the time now, but Chuck Roy is a great Denver comic. There's so many good comics yeah, in Denver. It's a, it's a Troy good time. Baxley. Baxley. He should be a Troy star. Baxley and the Jew Boys, right? No. No? Is that no. did I miss did I not am I taking notes wrong? He probably has performed under that pseudonym at times. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, so so it's we're going down to Texas, we're doing these shows um, at these military bases and their navy bases and their flight training centers where it's guys who are going to be like Top Gun. Top Gun, Officer and a Gentleman, that's the place. Oh, really? That's the military base that we're... I never saw Officer and Gentleman, but I've seen Top Gun. Well, it's Richard Gere before he became a homeless guy. Okay. <laughs> um, he's a homeless guy in some movie now, I guess. Oh, he is? I've seen that, yeah. Oh, I knew he wasn't actually a homeless guy. No, he's a rich, handsome guy. He's a good-looking dude. He got tired of having sex with Cindy Crawford. <laughs> kind of... You, most people can't even imagine that. It's a good life. I can't. It's a good life. I mean, life. that just stops me cold. <laughs> if I want to meditate or right. just cool out or clear my mind, just imagine what it would be like to be tired of having sex with Cindy Crawford. Cindy, Cindy Crawford did a commercial in the 80s for Pepsi. Do you mm. remember that commercial? No. And the song, and it's like two kids watching her, two little boys watching her order, like put a coin in a Pepsi machine. Uh-huh. And it's that old uh, doo-wop song, Just One Look. Mm. Uh, it's a great commercial, and she just looks Cindy Crawfordish, and it's a great song. It's a, it's a it's hot. Yeah, <laughs> I don't want to get all creepy about Cindy Crawford. I did meet you her one did. time, and she's a charming person. Yeah, no, I know. I just I, I apologize. I'd like to apologize right now to Cindy Crawford and get back to the officer and a gentleman story, which uh, Deborah Winger was in that, um, not Cindy Crawford, who was. Uh, Wonder Woman's little sister on the Wonder Woman show in the seventies. Was she? Yeah, That's that, I think that was story. her first gig. Yeah. She was Linda Carter's little sister. And Kelly McGillis was in Top Gun. Yes, who is a lesbian? Yes, yes, she may have been at the time. I uh, probably. A lot of rumors about Tom Cruise, but we don't know yet. We don't know. We don't know. We yet. don't know. I think he's just a kooky person. I think he's just nuts to me. But I have seen Tom Cruise. I'll tell you what Tom Cruise and Cindy Crawford have in in common. What's that? And I have seen them both. I saw Tom Cruise one time at this comedian celebrity basketball thing. Uh huh. That sounds awful. It was, it was sort of terrible, but <laughs> okay, at, the, at yeah. the time, I I had the same manager as Billy Crystal, and he had mm-hmm. he set up this basketball thing. And I think I was in it because my manager said you have to put Jake in because Tom Cruise is in it. <laughs> right. You don't need me in this celebrity thing. I'm not I'm not a celebrity if Tom Cruise is there. Yeah. I'm a, I'm just a dude. But I actually was. Play, I was I played basketball with Tom Cruise right. for a minute. Oh, cool! Super nice guy. You could totally dunk on him because he's so short. 
Yeah, he's super nice guy. Oh, yeah. Super nice guy. So good looking. Right. Like he's a guy when you look at him, you're like, oh my god! I don't. It's it's like a it's like a magical like fairy has a connotation, but you know it's like he he has this magical Elfin? appearance. No, it's just like you, well, you look at him fairy. and you think, is he is he a, is that a person or right, is that right. another is that another kind of animal mm-hmm. from the kind of animal I am? Because he's so he's there's a spell about him. You can sure. tell why he's a movie star. Right? Or maybe they inject him with something. It's Scientology. I don't, I don't know. But it was awesome. And Cindy Crawford. So I was at the Letterman show years ago when it was at NBC, and I'm back. You know, at that time there, the green room was big mm-hmm. and so everybody would hang out in the green room and for some reason she was there because she was friends with one of the other guests see that was not that my was phone me. i'm sorry i usually keep my phone all the time i love sorry, that you've got it plugged into your computer you're charging it up the computer's not doing enough by recording the podcast it's also charging it was, i didn't right char- i forgot to charge last night so i was on you were up late i was up late you were up late um, cindy crawford in the green she's room she's in the green room with letterman she's out. wearing a ba- <laughs> baseball cap and you know she's the only person in there and so um, something's on tv she says something so we're talking and um, she's got a baseball cap and jeans, and she's mm. not dressed up. But she's so... I'm thinking, wow, this girl is really pretty. Right. And, uh, you know, we're she and I are closer to the same age than mm. maybe some of your listeners are to her. Um, but uh, I'm thinking, man, she's really pretty. And then my friend... Frank, who was in charge of booking the show, goes, that's Cindy Crawford. And I didn't, at the time... Oh, I didn't, you didn't realize I didn't, it was her? I didn't realize it was her, and I didn't know who she was. I'm sort of oblivious sure. in the world of, like, I don't know who people are. So I, I then only realized afterwards that I had just been talking with this super famous, beautiful lady. Oh, yeah. And uh, but, but she and Tom Cruise both have in common the thing that when you're in the room with them, you're kind of like, wow. Yeah, kind of the gotta, attention goes... Like I, I just can't even imagine what it would be like to have that effect on right. on other people, right? You know, because it was it was it was beyond what you experience sure. being around most of the people that you're around in your life. I was at a party with Heidi Klum last year, mm-hmm. and I've my 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 wife makes me watch Project Runway, and our agreement is I'll watch Project Runway with you. You let me lust after Heidi Klum. Deal, and I won't complain. Mm-hmm. Deal. That's the deal. Do you masturbate while you're watching it? <laughs> you're not allowed to do that. Oh, I TiVo it. Save it for later. Yeah. <laughs> I watch it with my wife. Then I go back and TiVo Then you watch it. it again. Then I watch it again. I'll be in bed in a few minutes, honey. <laughs> uh, and so we end up at this part, this big party, and Heidi Klum's there. And she's, she's got that. She's the same way. She's just like, all of a sudden, you're, she's just got that. She's got it. Uh-huh. Right? And, I, and I'm just... My wife like smacks me in the back of the head. She's like, "Stop trying to get her attention." I'm like, "I'm not. I'm just. I'm looking. I'm looking." So you're doing. Your wife can tell you're doing the thing that Heidi Klum is doing. You're giving off this cloud. You're giving off the vapor, pheromone vapor, and your wife can sense it. So you may have these. You may have the secret abilities. Oh, maybe we all have them. Maybe there. Maybe we all have these untapped abilities to send out these signals. Maybe I'm just. I'm just crushing that pheromone with my men and speed stick. Yeah, well, or you're suppressing yourself. You're not allowing yourself to be the best you that you can be. You should I've be done walking that forever. Around. Is this turning into Paul Gilmartin's mental illness happy hour? <laughs> maybe, maybe. I mean, believe me, this is a thing that I struggle with. I'm, I wish that there was another gear. I keep thinking that maybe there's another gear that I have that right. I could just shift into that would take me to whatever I imagine the next level to be. But did not to not to again. I don't want to turn this into a TV show. I sure. just want to turn it into a sustainable. <laughs> Life. No, you know, I understand. Thing. Now let me see if I got this right. So it's you, Tom Cruise, uh, Cindy Crawford, in Texas. No, they're not at the. They're show. not at the show sorry. in Texas. Yeah, I got a little confusing. I okay, little, I'm sorry. Confusing, but I take me feel from like the mosquito story. The sec- <laughs> start there. <laughs> All right. So my wife. Um, <laughs> so we fly down to Texas. We're at this military base. It's a packed show. It's this guy, Red Bean, from New Orleans. You ever meet Red Bean? No, the comic? Yeah. He's very funny. Okay. And I've met him a few times. New Orleans is kind of my thing. You can listen yeah. to me on uh, Jackie Cation's great podcast, Dork Forest. Oh, if right, you want to hear me talk about New Orleans. No, I don't know Red Bean. Red Bean. He's, he's very funny. Okay. And so he's the host. And then Sam Damaris and uh, Gabe. Oh, my God. I can't remember Lopez? Gabe's last name. No. Uh, he's out of out of Seattle. Okay, and uh, Rutledge, Gabe Rutledge. Oh, I, don't know, I don't know any of these guys. Anyway, they're they're. Are all, you closing? Yeah, I'm closing the show. Oh, but you, they're all. Yes, but, he, excuse me. But but Gabe and Sam 
could close the show, and probably Red Bean okay. has closed shows in the past too. Sure, they're all great comics. It's a and it's, but we get there, and the first night is at the the bar on the army base, and we're staying at the hotel on the army base. So King Kingville is a town of like they have an IHOP and that's it. Right. And we get on the military base and they got nothing. And the, we're there. My flight was late, so it's like go to the hotel which is technically a hotel. It's run like a hotel, but they got one kind of coffee in the little coffee sure, Keurig sure. maker in yeah, the lobby, yeah. and they only have that powdery creamer dust, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which is terrible. And Jake loves his coffee. I love coffee, and, and I, I don't I apologize like to drink to it with this the creamer morning. dust. I stopped for my own. At the, I know. At the I, we ran out of coffee this place. morning. So. Yeah, it's good. I don't know how you run out of coffee, but I mean, I do. You, it happens. I was busy. You were busy. You I, was, were busy. I, was not, wife, I was not on the road this weekend. You got a great wife, but you'd think that she would go, you know what? Murray is going to be tired, and he's going to want coffee tomorrow. What did she do? She bought me a Starbucks no, this morning. Starbucks. So yeah, she is a great wife. Damn, <laughs> I thought I had you. I'm surprised there's not because I've been on those military bases where they're little towns. I'm there surprised, was a PX there. I'm surprised there's no restaurant or bar or there was know. a there was a bar where we were doing the show, and so okay. we did. I did get a, a, a chicken salad thing for after the sure. show there. Um, we check into the hotel, take a shower, go to the show, and it's at the bar at the officers' club thing. Okay, and it does look like it's the crowd from Top Gun, and it's the bar from Top Gun, literally from twenty years ago. <laughs> a bar, you know, it's 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 like a bar gig from twenty years ago oh, okay. in my past, and right, it's right. a bar from twenty years ago. It right. just kind of looks like this old school bar, and the crowd looks pretty young. You know, there's a lot of guys in their twenties and thirties, mm-hmm. and. Uh, and it looks like it's going to be bad. The 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 way the stage is lit, sure. is dim. Like they all the lights have gels on them. Nobody got there first and said, "Look, take the gels off the lights." Right. You know. So you're on stage and you're kind of illuminated, but you're sort of blue, mm-hmm. and the sound is all right. But if you get too loud, it starts to buzz and rattle. Yeah, yeah. And then if you're not loud enough, it's muddy and kind of blurry. If right. it makes any sense. But the, but the crowd seems like it's into it. And these other three guys are super funny. Mm-hmm. And they're all doing short because there's too many people in a 90-minute show. Yeah, that's so, five, right? Yeah, there's five of us all. Or four. Four. Yeah. Red Bean, Sam, Gabe, me. Tommy Sledge, you. He's not in it. No, Tommy's, I'm getting, you're I'm, getting I'm confused about wrong the notes. rest of the show. Okay, I'm, yeah. I'm, my, my note skills are lacking today. <laughs> and uh, Sir, what's his name? Uh, who was it? Sir Alec Guinness. Alec Guinness. No, he's yeah. in the hot box. He, he was attending. He, he pissed off the Top Gun, the he lead Top Gun he guy. He wasn't at the show. And he's like, I'm not sending you up to Top Gun. Get in the hot box. But so these guys are have basically gone down to their tight sets, sure. greatest hits. And then I go on, and I'm doing my best. And, and I'm trying to think of, like, I can't do things about being a guy of my age because these people are so young. And right, I'm right, try, sure. I'm trying to relate to them. But it's really fun. The crowd's into it. The mm-hmm. show goes terrific. We sit. They don't close the bar. They keep buying drinks. And uh, we have a tremendous evening. A, one of the guy who was the guard when we came onto base comes to the comedy show. Nice. Teaches me how to use Snapchat. I think he's following me on Snapchat. No, I'm right. on Snapchat. What's his name? Getting to... I don't know. All Let's right. go on oh, Snapchat. Oh, we're not on Snapchat, so I can't even we say We can be that. on Snapchat. That's the problem with doing military gigs is they're generally 20-year-old people. Well, then the next night, we go to this other place, and uh, and at that place, um, the crowd the crowd is more like 35 to 60. Oh, okay. You know? And but it's and it's in a slightly more modern bar, but it's like the bar at the country club. It looks like a bar Ooh, at a country fancy. club, except it's got airporty stuff. Not not super fancy. Okay, like maybe I should have just said golf course. Okay, um, I was at the Brentwood Country Club. But the, the other both day. crowds, both crowds are like I don't know, hundred, hundred and fifty people. Nice. And and I know what I'm getting paid, and I know what everybody else is getting paid. It's a good. You know this this show is not cheap, yeah. but you know they want to provide entertainment for these guys who are going to be our front line. Sure, to f- they're going to be landing planes on aircraft carriers. Oh, but we got to fly the simulator. So oh, you got to fly in the simulator. That's yeah, badass. So after the the after that show, the first night, the next day, it was like we're giving you a tour. They show us the simulator. We got to fly the simulator. Um, That's the simulator for those listening, and obviously my listeners are not sm- smart. They can't work a donation. Right. You button. get in a thing. The a simulator sim- doesn't actually fly, does it? 
No, no, no. It simulates. No, it's like a, it's like a, it's like a video game, but it's a giant God, video I hope, game. I like hope you, my listeners know I'm kidding. <laughs> you go through two doors into a thing that looks like a walk. It looks like a walk-in fridge the size uh-huh. of two semi trucks, and you go upstairs and sit in the center of this spherical video screen. Right. And a guy behind you control, controls the computer, and you're sitting in the actual cockpit of one of these jets mm-hmm. and there's all the controls but he basically boiled it down to here's the stick here's the throttle you know here's how you put the landing gear up and down you get to try and fly in formation next to another jet oh wow um that's pretty cool it's very hard to stay close enough to it cuz you're so worried about hitting it and so but then when you allow yourself to drift a little bit you're going so fast <laughs> That just in like two seconds, it's like, where's that other plane? I don't know. Now you got to go fly around, try and find it. I got to start doing military bases with you because the military bases, the stuff I got to do on the last one, I got to look at a B-1 bomber. I couldn't even go inside it. I couldn't even get near it because they didn't, they didn't turn off all the, uh, all the ejector seat stuff. Uh-huh. Like they went, once the plane lands and do, you have to turn off all that stuff uh-huh. or else it could go off and they wouldn't let us in there in case we pushed a button and something and we ejected our self well, in the carrier we all got to fly in the simulator um and then we went to their flight base where they where they fly in the actual planes Uh with the front and back instructor and 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 to co-pilot student pilot yeah student pilot so we got to go and look at the planes and look at the hook thing that catches the wire when they land on the aircraft carrier and see the engine and then go through the place where they all sit with their clipboards. You know, like in every movie you've ever seen where they're going to fly a mission and they go in a room and there's a guy in front and a whiteboard and a map. and a, Oh, yeah. You know. oh, yeah. <laughs> Tom Skerritt's there. Yeah. So we went to that room. We went to that room and then we saw, we walked out, saw the actual planes sitting on the tarmac and then we were in the garage where they do their repairs and uh-huh. we could, Walk up the little. They've got a step ladder, so we could walk up and kind of look into the cockpit. Couldn't even while look the, into it. Well, the guy's pointing at like here's the ejector seat for uh-huh. the front, here's the back, and they're different. Like they're, you can set it so if you're in the front, you can blast yourself, but that's it. Or right. you can set it if I pull it, we both go. Oh, and so it's usually the instructor has it set where if he pulls it, everybody goes, but if the other guy pulls it, just they go. Oh, that's kind of... Who would set it to just themselves, though? That's kind of dickish. No, the student... You want... If you're the instructor, you want the student to do that, because if he freaks out and ejects himself, you don't want to trash the plane because this dummy made a mistake. Oh, so he's got to fly from the back seat, which can't be safe. No, it's that's they're set up for with dual. Are you sure? This is my, I'm not. Did 100%. you ask questions? Yeah, I did. I asked a lot of questions. So here's what you do when you think you're going to be experiencing G forces. You tighten. You start with your toes, and then you work up your legs, to your calves, your thighs, and then your buttocks. You got to tighten that all. Tighten those muscles up so that when you get the G forces, the blood doesn't go all the way down to the lower part of your body and you pass out. Okay. Because when you pass out from low G's, you you not only do you pass out, but when you come to you you do a lot of flailing around and shit oh and i didn't so, know that so it can be very dangerous because you're in this cockpit with all these switches so mm-hmm. you can wake up and you're flailing around and you can hit a bunch of switches that then you can't figure out and meanwhile then the plane has been whirling sure. around or doing yeah. something and they told this story about a guy who passed out from high g's and when he wakes up he can just hear the guy and his other his wingman going eject 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 <laughs> eject you know and so all he can do is he remembers to pull the eject button and Oh, blast out! Jeez, but that's because incredible. he wasn't he wasn't tensed up when he ejected or something, or he had a weird mm-hmm. he didn't get all the way conscious by the time he landed. He did get he did get hurt, but he didn't get killed crashing the plane. He said they never even say eject. They don't practice ejecting from the plane. They don't practice it. Okay, they don't ever say eject. The only time you say eject is when you're gonna do it. Oh, all right, that's interesting. Or you're telling someone else to do it. So you did ask a lot of questions. Yeah, all I right. did. And if we should have. You want to put a little warning at the beginning of this. If you're a Navy or any kind of pilot, don't listen to this podcast because I'm going to say eject and I don't want to confuse you. <laughs> you don't want to freak them out? Yeah. <laughs> I flew in a plane in Tennessee one time in a, in a st- uh, stunt plane. My mm-hmm. cousin's uh, husband at the time um, flew stunt planes, and he used to tell me, and it was like, like front, pilot in front, Co-pilot or whatever passenger it was. Mm-hmm. I don't know what you call them. They sit behind each other, front seat, back seat, front seat, back seat. And then he would say, whenever he would say, whenever he was flying her somewhere to an air show and she was annoying, he would just crank up the G's until she passed out. 
I don't know if you would actually do that, but that's what he said. Well, let's just say they're not together anymore. Yeah, um, <laughs> probably he's an asshole. And yeah. She can't keep her mouth shut. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and well, how was the second night of the tour? Um, well, so then, so so we have this tour. It's really great. Right. We leave Kingville, and we drive to Corpus Christi, which is forty minutes. We decide we're going to eat. We haven't eaten anything, so we woke up because they wanted to with dawn patrol to comedians. They're picking us up at ten o'clock, quarter right. to ten. Oof. So, so we just and we had been up late the night before because it's all they're giving us drinks and stuff in the Top Gun bar. And top shelf it. alcohol in the um, Top Gun bar. It doesn't really matter to me. Okay. That kinda, <laughs> I'm not that kind of guy. Um, but yeah, I think pretty decent, pretty decent okay. alcohol. I was drinking vodka martinis. So oh, but that's yeah. my favorite. Yeah, and. Brutal. You want to stick stop at two, but that's when they start buying them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's good. It's clear. Brown alcohol knocks you out. That's where or those sugary sweet like oh, margaritas that's, yeah, that's or whiskey sours. Yeah, you're yeah. asking for it. Harvey Wallbangers. <laughs> I don't <laughs> yeah. know. Yeah. I've never had a Harvey. That's Wallbanger. a girl's drink. <laughs> um, so uh, I'm giving you the two minute warning for the podcast. Yeah, we're wrapping it. Well, I'm giving you the two minute warning. I've got to go. Get my power cord because I'm running out of battery. Okay, and then I have to pick up my kid. So you want us to be done in two minutes? No. Yes. Or you just okay? No. You know I'm gonna get my battery cord. Okay. You can keep talking. Or I'll just edit it, this out. What? Why don't we pause? Because it's weird if I'm telling you the story, but then you're not actually hearing the story. So if you wanted to ask a question, you couldn't ask a question. Okay, we'll pause it. I'm just gonna stare. Okay, so I'm not sure where we left off. Take us from the mosquito story. <laughs> let me let me back it up. So, so so we get up we got to get we get we're, we're done with the tour and we we're driving to Corpus Christi of course Pat who books the show has flown down oh Pat Wilson the yeah. lovely the delightful lovely Pat, Pat Wilson. Wilson I love Pat Wilson I love her she too. is such a sweetheart oh you guys have the jazz fest in common yeah, yeah okay yeah we're New Orleans people I have to shoot her an email and say hi I haven't talked to her in a long time yeah you should um so she's a booker sorry guys yeah, she's a comedy booker and a nice lady. And a nice lady. So we're dr- she wants to eat at the IHOP because she loves IHOP in Kingville. <laughs> but I was like, I don't want to. It's one. It's one o'clock almost. I want to eat lunch. I don't want to go to the I- IHOP. Right. I find the IHOP to be depressing unless it's it's an emergency. Yeah, I don't and, like pancakes, so I never go. Yeah, and uh, well, they have more than pancakes. Not that I care about their business, but the guy, the one of the pilot guys says, "Oh, you should go to Corpus Christi. Go to Twin Peaks." Which is it's named it's boobs Twin Peaks is boobs it's it's meant to be like there's pictures of mountains and it's a but it's a sports bar and the waitresses wear these little lumberjack shorts and plaid halter tops oh with exposed midriffs I mean it's like a tilted kilt in in the Southwest they have these restaurants called tilted kilt or it's it's a modern take on a on a not not Hooters, but but it's but it's like the, the waitresses are dressed sort of sexy, and there's a lot of TVs so you can watch sports. Oh. But there's but there's women in there. It's a place where you can go for a hearty burger right. and watch a game, like the Tilted Kilt. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I don't know what the Tilted Kilt is. Yeah. Well, they're both they're 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 good stops. Okay. For for heterosexual men and lesbians. <laughs> um, and so we go there, and we have a nice lunch, mm-hmm. cheeseburger. All right. and That's a uh, good American lunch. We were sitting the furthest away from the kitchen, so that meant that we only really got to see our waitress because, you know, if you're sitting by the kitchen, you get to see all the waitresses oh, yeah. as they're coming in and out. That's just a tip to the... Um, <laughs> To the <laughs> sex-starved uh, diner at the Tilted Kilt, you want to sit by the kitchen yeah. so you, all the waitresses have to walk by your table. I did. I figured that out for myself while I was there. I'm a little bit of a moron because I don't know how to put a PayPal button on my site, but I do know where to sit where to next sit time I go to the kilt. Tilted Kilt or the Twin Peaks. <laughs> and then, we, so we go to the base, and so we get there around three o'clock. We check into their base hotel, and the hotel on these army bases—it's a hotel, but like I said, it's not—it's not. It's not it doesn't live up to the standards of a regular hotel. They right. have the tiny soaps. It's clean inside. But sure. this this one, the furniture's a little bit older, and the mm. bathroom really reminds you of the Top Gun where the guy kills himself. The one guy kills himself in a bathroom. He hangs himself. That's what the bathroom in my room at the second mm. night one is. Right, like. I don't remember that scene, but we won't go down that road. Well, he doesn't have he doesn't have the right stuff, Let's put, which is a, different, a different movie. That's a different movie. But that's, that's also Navy pilots. Okay. Um, some of these guys later are going to have the choice to go on and become astronauts. 
for, well, if you, let's say there were still such things right. as astronauts. And if they didn't hang themselves. Yeah, don't. Well, this is, I say this on my podcast, but let me just say it on yours. Sure. Don't give up. There'll be plenty of time to give up later. <laughs> um, so, um, so, and then the second night we do it in this country club bar. And this night, the lighting and the sound are just, you know, 11% better. Okay. But there's a difference. You can and tell so the difference. The, well, the crowd response is just, I mean, both nights it was a fun show, but mm-hmm. the second night, the crowd, it was really. It felt almost like being in a in a comedy club, as opposed to being like this is a this is a private show at a right. place where you have to kind of do your best under whatever circumstances they sure, have sure. set up. So the so the second night was a really fun show, and then it was get up early, go to the airport. How early? And fly home. Well, how early? <laughs> we get up at because I'm going to beat you on this one. Yeah, no, I'm sure you are. It was get up at seven fifteen. And then meet Pat down at her car at 7.45 because we're going to go to the same place we did the show to have breakfast because the hotel says that they have breakfast over there. But it's not a real hotel. This isn't a real place. Right, right, right. There's no breakfast. There's no no one in the place. It's locked up tight as a tight, as a gnat's ass. Wow, that's tight. As they say. Yeah, Yeah, I don't know who says that. So we ended up going to the Cracker Barrel for breakfast. Ah, a little hash brown casserole. It was pretty tasty, the hash brown casserole. But our food, it seemed, we were not the furthest table from the kitchen, but it seemed like we were eating our breakfast in a restaurant next to the restaurant where they were cooking the food. Were you on the porch? No. But we were in, we were not far from the kitchen, but our food was not as hot as I would have liked it to be. Huh. But uh, from what I remember from Cracker Barrel is you want to sit farthest from the kitchen with those waitresses. Yeah, that's they tend, true. They tend to be on that's the, uh, true. They tend to be on it. their third act of their life. I try and only comment on people's appearance when it's positive. <laughs> okay, <laughs> but I can't uh, be uh, held uh, accountable for anything I've said today. Yeah, there's a good chance I'm still asleep and still drunk from. No, I get it. It's hard for me to believe that this is even going to be. I mean, that's podcasts are so great because you you do these and then they go out onto the internet and then people come and tell you that they heard you on them. Yeah. But uh, it doesn't seem... That's the great thing about this is we are making our own show business in your office. We don't have to... This There was no approval process. That's what I... That's I've been... I was interviewed on many podcasts this weekend and uh, I, I always say I love the guerrilla radio aspect of this. I answer to nobody. I do what I want. Jay Kroll in. I badmouth my listeners. It's all on me, man. You know what I mean? Let me tell you. Uh, let me just sum it up. What's great about where we're at in show business, mm-hmm. stand-up comedy, podcasting, sure. Sure. lack of supervision. <laughs> and that's why you get I, I questionable could, hosts like myself. If I had to do a job where I had a supervisor or a boss or I had to get approval for things mm-hmm. before I did them... I mean, I guess if you're used to it, right. if you're used to it in your life, you can do it. But man, that's the hardest. I can barely stand being married for that reason. <laughs> right. Just the amount of times you got to wait. What are you doing? Right. What are you doing right now? Right. And then what are you going to do after that? And can you help me do this instead of that? Or I think that you should do this. Or why do you do it that way? Or Not my wife. She's amazing. No, yours, your wife is Watch, she'll probably kick me out. Does she listen to the week. show, your wife? No. Yeah, no. She's she yours? Either. She's busy. No, I remember. She doesn't have time. When I when I've got back into stand up, and I probably said this before, because I took four or five years off when I started writing for television, I stopped doing stand up, and then I got back into it. At, but in the four or five years, I got married, so I, I had to sit down and talk to my wife about getting back into stand up and what that life was going to be like. And she was like, "I'm going to come to every show." After she said that, oh yeah. After about four, she's like, "I could sit this one out." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's. Yeah, you can't go to one person's every show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she was amazed that people did the same joke more than once. So your wife is a little bit of a... Can't work I mean, the donation I, button. She can't work the donation <laughs> She can't figure it out. Well, well I do, a lot of people, a lot of people do realize. That's a, lot a of people common do think thing that. that people think that you just make it up every time. Yeah, if but you're, but yeah. if you think about it, you would realize, like, look, it's not, it's not a new... I don't just... I'm not just a garden hose or a fountain right that you turn on and it's beautiful sparkly i mean come on you gotta you get it so that it's good and then you do it as a show and then when you feel like everybody's seen it then you write some new stuff or some you know it used to be you get a great act and you wouldn't really new people just keep coming to your show yeah that's how you do it i guess i don't know i don't know i don't know i'm in the middle of new writing new stuff now 
We're always in the middle of writing. I know, but like a conscious effort to go a different direction. What direction are you going? I'm going down the religion aisle, and I don't like it. You you mean you're advocating religion, or you're going and you're, you're I'm fighting? Not, the I don't have a. Dis- I'm not doing either. <laughs> <laughs> I told you. You that. mean you're trying to create your own religion? I'm trying to create my own religion. Yeah, yes. that's good. Well, you better get used to getting. And tipped. I'm going to need money. You better, so you, that you, donation you, button. <laughs> I can't believe how shy you were at the beginning of this show about somebody putting money in your pocket. When really, as a spiritual leader, I, that's one of the things that you need to have happen. I should change it from donate to offering. Hmm. Uh, yeah, that's what they do in church. Pass the tray. Pass the tray. Um, you need a lockbox with a slot in it. If you're going to do this at comedy clubs, you can't be passing around a tray full of money. No, oh, no way. You no, know, no, no. Not to badmouth my fans, but just <laughs> like it's just too much temptation, I think, for most <laughs> oh, people. Yeah, plus the distraction in a dark. Yeah, I don't even like when the waitress walks by with a tray in front of me. Do you ever work these clubs where, like, halfway through the show, they come around with Jello shots or something? <laughs> like they've got a they've got a, got special. a special. Yeah. <laughs> And they go try, just going around like it's Jello shot time. Anybody want a Jello shot? It's like what I'm trying to do is, I'm trying. I'm in show business, and you're in some kind of. They uh, got like a little siren red thing on yeah. there. Yeah, Jello shot time. <laughs> you're in a country western bar, <laughs> and I'm in a comedy show. <laughs> there was a. There's a. I love. The Ice House has two rooms now, and um, they call it Stage Two. But it's it's really it's eighty seats. Mm-hmm. It's great, and but man, if you like, if last time I was there and I was closing, this front table ordered, I don't know, thirty drinks, but and they weren't like shot glasses. They were the tall ones, and like one was pink and one was blue and one was purple. Then you had whipped cream on. T- they were like a good foot and a half tall. Drinks. Like that's a show. Like <laughs> yeah, just the that, drinks. Like you, like we're a, gonna drink these drinks, and yeah. you can pay per view that. Yeah, and that's like a Cirque du Soleil act happening on a tray. Yeah. And it, and there were two of them, and mm-hmm. they were just like just all, and they blocked me. I, I sound like I'm exaggerating, but they were block the drinks were blocking me because it's not up on the the the. It's a flat. No, I get it. It's a flat audience level. They're not up on rafters. Yeah. So and they got to and wait and I you know waiters and waitresses have to carry it up here. Well, and everyone else in the crowd, like first of all, those people are like, oh boy, our <laughs> fantastic drinks are here, and everybody yeah. else is in the crowd is like, look at what those people are ordering. Do we got to take our drinking game. We got to take our drinking game up a notch. Get attention. Yeah, get her over. I got some questions about those drinks, and you're like, okay, time out. Let's yeah, just there is no way let's I just can go through it. What's the one with the whipped cream? Yeah, What's exactly, the one that looks exactly like that rocket? Popsicle thing. There's no way I can compete with this crayon box of drinks that but going parading in front of me. But that's also one thing about comedy that I think is great, um, and can be lost in a in a theater show where it's like you come out and you do top to bottom mm-hmm. your great show that you've all worked out ahead of time. That's one kind of comedy show, and it's great. I love doing that sure, show. Sure. I love watching that show. But another kind of comedy show is the hey. Whatever happens, we're just going to roll with it, comedy yeah. show. And that's great until someone wants to take advantage of it and all at once make it about them and they yeah. jerk. It's like, well, no, you have to go and do a few of these before you get to be in charge of one. Yeah, I do like, I do like, that's what I do like about comedy clubs because you never really know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. I mean, you generally, things are going to, you know, nine times out of 10, things that are going to go, but there's always that one, there's always, there's always that chance that this thing is going to go left when you were going right. Tonight could be the night. And and to me, I mean, I always kind of set out with my goal is to do my show mm-hmm. as I've planned. Mm-hmm. But uh, but to me, it's it's fun sometimes when, when you get that show where she, there was a lady with a crazy laugh and then yeah. another guy turned out to have this job that is ridiculous. I I enjoy stuff like that. And I told, the last time I did a military base, somebody brought a baby to our show. And it started crying during the show. Mm-hmm. And I love when that stuff happens. I would prefer that people don't bring babies well, to my show. I don't love that people brought a baby. It's still a big mistake. Um, and Well, uh, one of the things that's great about it is you can point that out to the crowd. Because yeah. almost everyone can see. Yeah. Even the people who brought the baby, like, oh, I didn't think this through. Yeah. Completely. No, I like, yeah, that, I like when stuff like that happens. Mm-hmm. Um all right, Jake, thanks so much for coming by. I hate to cut this short. I can talk to you all day. And well, it's I... good to see you. Thank you for having me on my show. Um, do Should I say, I've got a podcast, yes, the go Jake ahead. This of Jake Johansson podcast. You can download it in iTunes or 
Libsyn or wherever you go. Mm -hmm. I'm at Jake This on Twitter. I'm JakeThis.com. Check my website. Come and see me at a comedy club. I, uh, I'll hug you, but don't get pushy about it. <laughs> and I know I say this after every show, but uh, and I mean it after every show, but I really mean it this time. Go see Jake when he comes to your town. He is a comics comic. He is one of the comics' favorites comics. He is one of non-comics' favorite comics. You don't have He's to a be dude. a comic to enjoy. You no, I'm, yo. This is what I always like to okay. say. You don't have to be smart right. to enjoy my show. You just have to be quiet. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Jake. You want to know about life on the road? It's booze, tacos, angry dwarfs, strippers waving guns. These fights, cancel flights, running with the runs. Blacklists, bounce checks, great a bachelorette. Drunks in the front, making out for your set. Middle acts doing blow, more missing merch. Drive the rental car past another mega church. Juice keys, vagina fist, your cell phone is gone. One big law and order marathon.